Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glixman alongside my tag team partner, Matt Story. And Matt's on his cell phone. He's leaving the ASU victory at the Territorial Cup. We've got a lot to talk about. The sound quality might not be great. His phone might die. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, hopefully the sound is picking up okay. I'm uh, using Bluetooth capabilities, hands-free driving. I'm, I'm following Todd Graham's orders. Don't be a distracted driver. Um, but I'm outside the, on the streets outside of Sun Devil Stadium after a big ASU win in the Territorial Cup, reclaiming the cup after a disaster last year and um, capping off a pretty nice weekend for Arizona State Athletics. Let's talk about the Territorial Cup first before we get into ASU basketball. The Sun Devils get down 24-14 at halftime. It seems like they have no real answer on defense for Khalil Tate and, yeah. and, and seemed very conservative, very overcommitted to stopping Tate. Um, and then all of a sudden, Tate doesn't come out for the second half. Yeah, yeah. I mean, certainly a turning point in the game. Um, you, know, I, you know, we've been down this road with, with basketball. I remember uh, about a decade ago when, you know, we won, and Arizona didn't have Jared Bayless, and oh, the game didn't count. So you didn't have Jared Bayless, and but uh, guys get injured, and he got injured, I guess. Although he did come back for one drive. Um, as I texted you, that that kind of head scratching last possession of theirs, where they kind of couldn't decide were they in trying to score, were they not trying to score, um, and for him to get hurt on that hail mary at the end, when they could have just gone into the locker room, that has to sting because that was a strategy backfire that changed the entire complexion of the game. In the second half, ASU comes out, blocks a punt that they uh, that rolls out of bounds at the five. They score. Then Dawkins' second possession throws a pick to Demonte King. Yeah. ASU marches down and scores, and then they don't trail the rest of the way. No, no, yeah. I mean, it was uh, another you know text I sent you at halftime was saying you know unless this game flips like the Colorado game did. Um, you know, I didn't feel good about it. Well, it, it did. You know, that's two games now out of the last four um, that in the first half, you sure thought we were headed for uh, defeat and, and a, you know, uninspiring defeat at that. Um, and we found a way. In this one, it was the third quarter. In the Colorado game, it was the fourth quarter to, you know, flip the switch and turn it on and, and surge in front and not, not take a, you know, not look back from there, although this one got a little dicey. Um, you know, but a good a good answer by the offense and the defense when it got within a score, and here we are with the with the victory in hand. I think not enough can be said about the game Demario Richard had over 150 yards. He salted the game away at one point on the second to last drive when you know they were still doing the alternating between Richard and Belage. Right. I texted you. I, I know it's yeah. what we do, but this is a Demario Richard game, and. Boy, I mean, his career uh you know i mean it's been up and down last year you know i guess we've come to find out he was banged up all year with an injury he suffered in the summer um last year was a disappointing year um this year didn't get off to a good start he had you know one total carry in the first two games uh but boy has he you know hit his stride at the end and you know and that's the beauty of rivalries you can leave a legacy i mean you and i still remember ryan terrain primarily for what he did in that arizona game in 2006 he had other good games but that's the one we remember, and, and I think, you know, Richard kind of did a little bit of that today. Absolutely he did. He had uh, a couple touchdowns, but the the guy who I think will be – this game will be remembered for the Nikhil Harry touchdowns. Both of them 
being yeah. interfered with on both, one yeah. flagged, um, and just and it, a, a man it, among it, boys. Just how good he is. I mean, that, the last touchdown was, was big, you know, it was like you draw it up in the dirt. You know, uh, we're going to just toss it up in the air and you go get it and, and make sure you stay in bounds. And, uh, I mean, there was, uh, you know, we, we pay assistant coaches a whole lot of money, but sometimes it comes down to just do what makes sense. And what made sense at the end of this game was, get the ball to Nikhil Harry near the end zone and pound it with Demario Richard. And by God, if they didn't do a lot of that late, and, and you know, we end up getting the win because of it. The game was not without its uh, intrigue. The The Sun Devils blocked a punt. Curtis Hodges blocked a punt. That was good. Then they ran into the punter to give up a first down. And then uh, Arizona's punter tried a left-footed punt that went six yards but got touched by a Sun Devil and became a live ball recovered by the Wildcats. Yeah, boy, I mean, the U of A punt game was uh, an adventure in the second half. Um, and, you know, then we'll throw in the other one, you know, the very short punt um, that set us up to, to get that touchdown to go up 12. Um, I mean, which, which they seem to use two punters because the punter who, who kicked the short one that they ended up recovering, you know, after, off a left foot, that was a different punter than the one who kicked out of the end zone. So I don't, I don't know the team well enough to know if they usually use two punters or what the deal was with that. Well, and um, Matt. The tight end punt. Yeah, yeah the there was the third because the tight end. Yeah, and that was their most effective punt of the second half. Um, you know, so yeah, that, that was an adventure. And, you know, a couple times it kept drives going for them. Uh, you know, they had the one drive where Tate played in the second half. They went three and out. They punt. We run into the punter. That came after Christian Sam had an easy interception bounce out of his hands. Um, you know, and caught to set up fourth and two, which then that running into the kicker gets the first down. I mean, it was it was a rivalry game full of craziness, like it often is. Uh, I mean, we talked about a few of them this week. You know, the blocked extra point game. Um, you know, the Kyle Williams muffed punt game. Uh, you know, there's just a ton of them, and, and this one had several things. Uh, maybe not one particular thing to stand out like some of those, but uh, several weirdness, especially in the second half. That you know. Yeah, well, I mean, Arizona had a chance to turn the game completely around. They had a punt return for a touchdown called back for an illegal block. Uh, Yeah, which, you know, watching it in in game speed live, you thought, okay, not a a terrible call. And then as they slow it down, the U of A, at least on the one they called, there were two questionable ones that could have been called. On the one that they did ultimately call, that guy appeared to get his helmet in front of the ASU uh, defender before he laid the block, but yeah. you know that's the breaks, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we had we had a few uh, that went against us. You know, the pass interference in the first half. I thought the, a slightly shaky call, the deep ball there. I mean, Adams didn't do a lot of favors by losing track of the ball, but uh, I still thought it was one of those no calls. Uh, you know, those things happen to me. Um, we, we've had a few. Uh, they've had a few, and you know I'm not going to shed any tears. But yeah, that was a break, obviously, because they that was right after they had scored to get within five. They force a three and out. We punt, uh, and if you know if that return counts, it's a whole different game. Instead, we back them up inside the ten, which leads to that short punt. And you know, I mean, again, it's it's all kind of a domino effect. You know, we they start at the ten, we get a sack to back them up to the one. They have to punt out of their own end zone, and that gives us a short field to go down and score. It was really something, uh, you know, the way that ASU was able to really put their foot on the gas in that third quarter and then not 
fold when, yeah. you know, yeah. Arizona yeah. made it a game. It's, uh, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll talk more next week, I'm sure, um, about this whole season. But, you know, what a – I mean, I think we need the time almost to get away from this game. Strange season. Just a very strange roller coaster season. I don't know – if there's a season I can remember from 2004 to now that feels as much up and down as this one was. Um, but, you know, a great way to finish, get a couple of wins. And, you know, hey, we, we both go back to that August recording that we did. Uh, we both said 7-5, and five, and here we are, 7-5. and five. It didn't, didn't get there the way we expected, but we got there, and that's, that's pretty nice. Lo and behold, the Sun Devils picked to finish fifth in the South, finished second. Sole yeah, possession yeah. a second. Um, six and three in the conference. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, you you rue those two losses to six and six teams, Texas Tech and UCLA. Then again, of course, you know, you did beat Washington, and you, you know that's a really good day. So you probably end up about the team you're supposed to be. But certainly, those two games make you you can play that what if game and think, boy, if they could have just taken care of business in those games, you'd be looking at nine and three. And how different would you feel then? But as the breaks, uh, you know, you didn't take care of business in those, and you got a couple of surprise wins that probably nobody expected. Um, we're the only team to beat Oregon with Justin Herbert, so that's a notable win. Um, and Washington, obviously, is a you know nine or ten win team, depending on what happens tonight. So, yeah, it, you know, it's it's a nice way to finish, and probably what this team should be about seven and five, and they they found a way to get there. Let's flip over now and talk about Bobby Hurley's Sun Devil basketball team who went into Vegas, went into Vegas, eked out a win 92-90 over Kansas State and then then blew the doors off the 15th ranked Xavier Musketeers in the second half. Yeah, yeah, boy, I mean, what did I say off and on, you know, several times last week was, you know, it was early and we had more tests to come and we'd see how we do and well, you know, the first big test of the season, we passed, and, and we passed it easily. Um, and, you know, gives you a lot of confidence. You know, again, it's still early. It's still November. You know, nobody uh, clinches a tournament bid in November. But every win gets you a little bit closer, and certainly two wins like that are ones that can be resume builders if it, if it comes down to are you in or out in March. Um, as I told you last night, I'm hoping that, you know, what we've seen from this team, it doesn't come down to the bubble. But certainly, if it does, those are two wins that I think will be, you know, uh, positives for us if, if we need those at the end, you know, mid-March there. Absolutely. I mean, they put up 102 on Xavier, winning 102-86. to They've scored 90-plus in every game. Trey Holder Definitely. set another yeah. career record, now 40 points in a single game. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what to say. It's the team looks like an offensive juggernaut early in the season. They really do. Those three senior guards. I mean, these two games were great examples of what, why it's so nice to have three of them. And, you know, because Cody Justice has a really good game in the first game, and then Trey Holder goes off for a great game in the second game. Shannon Evans with you know twenty-two points. Not you know can't sleep on that. Um, and that was a game where we didn't get much from our bigs at all. Romello White struggled with foul trouble. Juan Lake had foul trouble. We needed those guards, and I think, you know, they accounted with Remy Martin included. They accounted for 90 of our 102 points. Um, so, I mean, it, you know, it goes to show you why it's nice to have that versatility, that many guys who can play. And as we keep saying, you know, a couple more on the way to give this team a little bit more depth. 
it's it's hard to not be excited. And, and you know, I texted you during the game. Basketball teams got introduced in the third quarter, you know, with the trophy from Vegas and got one of the biggest ovations of the game to that point. Um, so I think there's excitement building here in Tempe. That, you know, maybe there's, there's something special brewing with this basketball team, I hope. Yeah, I mean, the three senior guards have really stepped their games up a notch. I, yeah. I, I will say one of the things, it, it's a a small point, but one that I, I think we need to keep an eye on during the season. Vitaly Scheibel came in. He committed a foul. He got called for a foul, didn't think that there was a reason for it, and Cody Justice walked up to him and lifted his arms straight in the air as if to say, no, this is how you have to do it. leadership like that for a lot of reasons uh you know it's, it's nice when they can score that many points it's also nice when they can do those little things um you know keep you you know now again the the execution at the end of the k-state game wasn't great from those guys you know holder misses two free throws evans misses one out of two justice commits a turnover um you know so it's not perfect but yeah they they uh they came through certainly in the Xavier game um and to be sitting at six and oh i believe by the next time we talk uh we should be in the top 25 i think that is appropriate based on what we've done um is pretty heady stuff right now now again it's november i know that um i'm not you know it's i, I was joking with you last night i'm not planning any final four trips just yet um uh, but you know there's a lot to get excited about for where we are and that that's all you can really say you can't get ahead of yourself um but you got to enjoy the moment too yeah, I mean, look, this is a team that hadn't done anything like this. They hadn't won an invitational tournament uh, since 1994's Maui Invitational. Yeah, yeah, I mean, to hold up a trophy, you know, it's not the same, but we talked a lot about that, with, and I, I think we still do, that 2009 Pac-10 tournament. When we got to the final, we had a big lead in the second half, and we gave it up, and, you know, we still made the NCAA tournament. wasn't the end of the world, but it just would have been nice to win something to have a uh, you know something you can say you want now this is not that you don't put up a banner for winning the las vegas invitational but nonetheless it's a good start and then you go neutral site which is obviously important in college basketball when we come to march conference tournament ncaa tournament um and to get a couple wins winning back-to-back days because you may have to do that in the conference tournament obviously if you're going to make a run there uh you know it's a, it's a really positive step for down the road yeah, and being able to do this in Vegas, I think, is good because it lets you sort of see, like, this is what our routine will look like, right. guys who haven't right. been here before. Right, exactly, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good thing, and, you know, to, to, to win that second game. I mean, I, you know, Haller, after the first game, you know, right away made the point, you know, boys, the team could be a factor. They played their starters a lot. Well, it wasn't a factor, and so that, that goes to show you a team that's hopefully well-conditioned, you know, ready to, to, you know, take on the grind of conference play. Um, and again, there should be more depth by the time, you know, conference season and certainly the postseason rolls around, you know, provided health, obviously not wood for the other guys. Um, but, you know, you hope you get those two guys in the fold and you've got a rotation of eight or nine guys that can give you a real chance to, to make a run. Yeah, I mean, when you talk about the conditioning of this team, they – and they close out the first half against Xavier on a 15-2 run to cut the lead to 2, 44-42. And then they come out and just blow right past him. I mean, yeah. Cody yeah. Justice hit th- threes on back-to-back trips. And Remy Martin, 
you know, it's almost like having a closer in baseball. He comes in for 15 minutes, but he plays defense from end to end. He picks up the guy at the free throw line, and it is a pain, I'm sure, for the point guard on the opposing team. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, you know, he's going to be big. I mean, I saw Haller tweeted a couple times during the game, you know, like – how many times will opponents get annoyed by the presence of Remy Martin? And you like guys like that. I mean, you you like guys that your opponents think, God, this guy just won't let off us. You know, Hurley made the point, I think, after the game. Like, you want those other teams to think, man, can you just leave me alone for a possession? That's what you want. He seems to be that type of guy, just a pest. Um, and a good player, too. You know, not just one of those grinder, pest type of players, but a good player as well. Um, so, yeah, you know, very exciting what they did and, and you're right I mean they were down 15 in the first half and I think you were probably thinking it I was thinking it like okay this is a top 15 opponent you know okay we're, we're going to learn some lessons here we're probably you know we probably finding out where we sit well instead we go on a run get close and end up winning the game big that was a surprise to me because I was kind of mentally accepting alright we're probably going to take it on the chin here tonight and we didn't oh yeah I mean the Ability to turn it around and to, you know, dog that Xavier team in the second half. To the point where even Bobby Hurley appeared to be having a good time on the sidelines. There was a play where it looked like Remy Martin picked the point guard for Xavier clean late in the second half. And they whistled it dead. They called a foul on Martin. And Martin (laughs) turned around and started smiling. And Hurley just started laughing on the bench. And it was one of the... I mean, it was one of those moments where Hurley would have started screaming if this was a close game. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Which he will again. Uh, you know, he, he got a key in the, uh, I think it was the NAU game, even though we were up, you know, by 30-plus points. Uh, I mean, he's, he's wired that way. But, yeah, I think, you know, he probably has to be a little bit surprised by maybe how well this team has played so far. Um, you know, it seems like a long time ago we played that exhibition game and had to go to OT and there was consternation. Now there's not a lot of consternation. Now, again, like we talked about with football midseason when they beat Washington, now you have to figure out, can you handle prosperity? You know, if you do get ranked, um, you know, can you keep that edge? And that'll be another test to pass. Um, but, you know, it's, it's a good test to have to pass because if you're going to meet your expectations, you have to be able to play, you know, when you're expected to be good. Um, that's one of the things we've talked about with Graham is they don't seem to do that so well. Um, and, and so now, you know, now this team gets a little taste of that hopefully here in December. Yeah, I mean, they are now going to have a couple, they're going to have a week off, then a couple lighter games, and then they're going to travel to Kansas. Assuming they take care of business in those lighter games, they're going to be a ranked team going in to yeah, Lawrence. Yeah, I mean, John's is a neutral site again. You get that, you know, another neutral site game. Um, and then two days later at Kansas. So that'll be an interesting stretch. But, you know, St. John's isn't a great opponent. Um, they appear to be a little better this year than they've been. But, um, yeah, you know, it's it's manageable. And then you got Bandy coming in a week after Kansas. I think I mistakenly last time said they beat USC. They took USC to OT. Um, USC ended up beating them. Um, but, you know, still a good opponent, obviously. So, you know, more tests to come in December. But, November has been a you know A plus month for this team, and that's pretty nice to say. I think November's been an A plus month for all of ASU sports. We're going to obviously yeah. see um, 
Matt, Matt and I are going to come back next week. We'll talk about the season as a whole. We will almost certainly have some more clarity on the coaching front. Obviously, Chip yeah. Kelly was never really in consideration beyond our yeah. our thoughts and discussions, but he's now at UCLA. Um, you know, this is a tough. It's a tough win to get rid of a coach when he exceeds expectations. It is. It is. Uh, it's a tough decision, no doubt. And, and we'll see. Yeah, I think by the next time we talk, we should have clarity one way or the other. Um, and and you know, it's a difficult decision. It really is. It's not easy. Uh, and and you know, I don't envy Ray Anderson's decision here because uh, if this team had fallen apart and gone four and eight, it'd be a really easy decision. If they'd gone nine and three, uh, you know, it'd also be a really easy decision. Instead, they went right in between, and now you got to make a tough call. And, and you know, we'll see what he decides to do. We'll also likely know where ASU's bowl game is going to be because the lower tier bowls fill up early. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we'll we'll get an idea there. That's good. Um, and of course, before we sign off, I gotta give myself a little credit. For War Eagle, the Auburn Tigers won the SEC West after I predicted it at the start of the year. I got a lot of predictions wrong, but Auburn came through for me. Well done. So you've got your Auburn Georgia matchup. I did. I did. Now I got some others wrong. Uh, you know, you can go back and laugh at my prediction of Florida State winning the national title and have fun with that. Obviously, that was uh, not a good one, but um, Auburn is, is still alive. I had them in the playoff, and they are one win away from probably getting there. Ohio State might be as well. You know, a couple weeks back, I thought, boy, I'm not even going to get anybody close. Now Ohio State Auburn still on the periphery. USC, maybe, unlikely, but hanging on by a thread. So my champion was the disaster, but uh, the other three at least acquitted themselves okay. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how the conference title games play out. We're going to do a a more thorough breakdown of uh, next weekend's action, the playoff implications, and all of that fun stuff, plus a look back on ASU football in the 2017 season pre-bowl. Uh, until next time, for those of you who are listening, uh, because you're our friends, but you're all U of A people, I- I'm sure you didn't make it this far, but if you did, I appreciate it. Uh, if you're listening because you're an ASU fan, uh, enjoy this weekend. The- tomorrow is going to be a good day. Almost as good as it gets. I mean, certainly there are higher highs in sports, but... This is a pretty good stretch to have what we had in basketball to finish with a win over Arizona. You can't ask for a whole lot more given the realities of things right now in our two sports. This is pretty nice. So, yeah, let's, let's enjoy it for the time uh, being until we play another basketball game. and we got a month or so until we play another football game, so we'll enjoy this win for a little bit. Until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. Our teams are winners. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. <laughs>